I, I think there's a lot of excitement in, in this area, you know, as it relates to artificial intelligence and its application in this, this lab concept. I'm gonna kind of give everyone a little background um, on how we kind of arrived at this. I mean, basically looking at uh, the application of emerging technologies such as- Kill all of this um, stuff. He has to- is, uh, uh oh everybody go on mute. Yeah, please Thank you. Just <laughs> everybody go on mute. Um, you know, the, the state of development of artificial intelligence, especially as it relates to uh, natural language processing and, and the, um, the, just the areas in, in augmented conversational intelligence, uh, they've kind of gotten to the point now where we kind of see these applications and technologies in so many different areas of our, our society. And, and you can only point to the, the applications that exist in, in the legal, the financial, uh, research and development, as well as, as medicine. I think. Uh oh, am I back? Thanks. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what I'd like to kind of point, point you to is the, the application of this technology as it relates to some of, and this is where our lab is going to kind of concentrate um, uh, the application of these technologies to some of our publicly available databases, such as um, Federal Procurement Data System, uh, USA SPEND, um, Federal Acquisition Regulation. There's, a, there's just a wealth of publicly available databases that are commonly used and that can be leveraged in, in this laboratory concept. And, and the thought is that these raw data sources can actually be utilized together to actually generate some and, and, and assist in some and advancement in the area um, to advance acquisition. Uh, we basically have uh, lots of uh, various different data sources um, that can actually do great things uh, for the acquisition community. And this was kind of brought us together because basically we're just kind of looking at how uh, the state of the technology uh, and where it is and with, with all the available data that's, that's, that's here uh, to the public that's, that's actually being used uh, quite often in, on a daily basis uh, inefficiently and, and looking at, at a ways that we can leverage this like never before. Uh, it basically brings us to where, where we're looking at, at the tool that uh, John uh, and I, I, I apologize if I, I butcher your name, Co-Francesco, Paolo Italiano, Co-Francesco. You nailed it, and that never happens. Ah, uh, <laughs> Paolo Italiano, <laughs> Co-Francesco. Uh, and so. <laughs> and uh, John Polishuk. Uh, from yeah, that one's not as easy, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, I apologize. But they have come uh, from Acuity because they, they have this tool set that really does leverage itself uh, to be used in the way that, that we would like uh, to have this tool designed uh, in the application of, of, of using it in this area of, of, um, of acquisitions. And, and I, I can basically speak, you know, myself as a career 1102 contracting officer, uh, and I've, I've been buying IT for, for longer than I, I care to speak, and I won't say how long I've been buying IT, but um, 
there, there's a lot of energy that is, is, uh, is wasted, you know, because we, we have worked with so many different database systems, so many different regulations. And, and I think that this is a, a really noble idea, a noble concept to kind of pool our resources to look at. And, and I think with, with um, the way that we'll, we'll, we'll apply this, this procedures is really just to kind of leave it open, see how we can leverage the technologies, leverage the tools, generate some efficiencies, and, and really do some great things for the acquisition community. Um, and with that, I will just hand it over to the two Johns to, to do their, their presentation. Yep. And Ellery, that, that was great. This is Tom Sitter, the uh, CEO of ATARC. Uh, really good leadership by you all, but maybe before uh, these gentlemen roll into their presentation, uh, you know, we've really, uh, just to let you know, ATARC is really looking at this lab concept uh, as you know, we've, we've had a lot of working groups over the years. We've, we've produced a lot of valuable documents, but I'm a, I'm a hands-on person. I like to see the technology in action. And we started down this journey with a, a TIC 3.0 lab, which has gone really, really well. It's a, dem excuse me, the TIC 3.0 demonstration center. And it, it has allowed uh, vendors and government to kind of come together to look at these different use cases. And it, it's got, it's, we just had a, a webinar earlier today and it's really helping the government move uh, move forward. So we're really excited about this AI and data analytics lab because we think that this is, you. this first use case that Ellery has proposed um, and Keith, that's like, I, I like use cases. I don't like just have a petting zoo. So I, I think that bringing an actual use case will give us an idea of many, 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 many things that we can do. So. Um, we, but we needed an environment. So we have a lab, lab concept and uh, these two gentlemen that are about to show you this, uh, you know, we, we look at it as gonna be the ATARC uh, lab powered by Acuity. So we're going to, they're kind of white labeling it uh, over to the ATARC lab to, to, for the use of this working group and other working groups that we have. And we think that's gonna be, uh, be, be pretty good. I don't want to steal too much of their thunder, but they had done this for a government agency, which I'll let them talk about that, you know, so this is already proven technology that works. It's, it's not something that just got invented in somebody's basement, although there's nothing wrong with that. It, it's ready to go. It's an industrial strength platform that we can leverage. So I'm really excited about this presentation. And I, I think we want to keep it open, let them present. But if you have questions along the way, um, you know, go ahead and ask them. This is going to be an interact. I want to. I want this to be a little more interactive, if if we can. Uh, but uh, maybe without further ado, uh, introduce John Polishek and John Cofrancesco. I can't do the Italian accent nearly as well as you, Ellery. Sorry. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Tom and Ellery. Uh, I'm John Polishek, QD uh, Systems, and. Uh, we are very excited to be involved with ATARC and, and use our uh, Enable It platform to enable this lab uh, to move forward and, and be a nice proving ground for the ATARC uh, community. Uh, so with that, uh, Kirsten, if you could pop up, uh, I'm just going to do just a quick introduction of, uh, of the lab uh, and of the Enable It platform, and then we'll be turning it over to John Cofrancesco, and he'll walk you through uh, and do the, uh, the actual demonstration. Uh, next slide, please, Kirsten. So as Tom was mentioning, 
we have done this work before. Uh, we've been engaged with uh, GSA for several years now in developing the uh, Data to Decisions platform. And it is a analytics as a service platform that is available to multiple agencies. Uh, we've been managing it for several years and we've learned a lot about uh, what is needed, how it's to be used, what the users are looking for. And in putting this, uh, this new Enable It uh, platform together, we've used a lot of these lessons learned uh, to take it to the next level and not just be analytics, but also as this platform is developed, it lends itself very well to an AI use case as well. Uh, next, please, Kirsten. So this is just a quick overview. It is a platform, so there's a lot of different components. Uh, we are really only gonna be focusing in the lab uh, on the decision management desktop. Uh, there's a lot of other components that we're not probably gonna get to at least uh, at the uh, start, which includes uh, full ECM, business process management and records management. Uh, again, we're gonna keep this focus to folks running uh, actual data sets and doing data science. Uh, so there's a lot more to discuss. If anybody wants to talk about the other parts of the, of the uh, platform, please uh, let us know offline and, and we'll be happy to do that. Next, please, Kirsten. So what I was mentioning before about, we wanna focus this on being able to provide a self-service platform for the analyst to bring data, to bring tools, to bring use cases, and really have enough you know, firepower and horsepower that they can actually do some work in a very short amount of time. We've taken care of all of the plumbing, all of the infrastructure, everything in the background to enable this work to be done. So a lot of times that is one of the things that slows down this. So we wanna you know, get that out of the way. It's in a nice uh, purpose-built platform. And with these you know, different uh, tools and capabilities, we, we hope that we'll be able to enable a lot of people to get going and do some interesting work. Uh, next, please. So this will be the lab. Uh, it, everybody is invited. It will be, uh, you know, we will grant access. Uh, you will be provisioned uh, the tools. And one of the things that when you get to the demo, you will see, you'll be, you'll be shown the, the decision management desktop and you'll be shown a number of different tools. And one of the nice things about this and why it lends itself uh, so nicely to the lab concept is that the way that we've developed this it is very easy to introduce additional tools. And as we all know, there, there may be specific tools and specific use cases that you wanna use a certain tool. Uh, you can bring that to the lab. We can very easily and quickly put that into place and then have that auto provisioned when you wanna come and, and participate in the lab. Uh, so with that, um, I'm gonna turn it over to John Co-Francesco and he'll get started uh, and show you the demo and, and what we have uh, to get started with for ATAR. Well, thank you, John. Uh, if you would please, uh, Kirsten, put Yuri in charge of the screen so he can actually open up the, uh, the platform. That'd be good. Okay. So what you're looking at here is our platform and the Enable IT platform is really designed around something that sounds pretty easy to do but is in fact pretty complicated. So we want to distribute compliance while ensuring self-service. We wanna remove IT as a bottleneck. And for this lab concept, that's really important because if you have something you wanna test, you need to be able to do that really quick. And you don't wanna to have to go through a, a whole bunch of hoops uh, in order to get there. Uh, 
So a couple of things that we've made this compliant with, so this is really focused around the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policy Making Act of 18, uh, the executive order about maintaining American leadership in AI, and uh, really focused around the implementation of the Information Quality Act, and all of that is baked into uh, records management compliance. So CFR 36, M1921, the Fermi, and, and the reason why we've done that is because we respect that while data is an important strategic asset, we also have some regulatory requirements uh, anytime we do something. That so, although that is not the main focus of this lab, that platform itself has that baked in. So the component of the platform that we're talking about today is the decision management desktop. And the concept here is how can a data scientist or somebody in a lab environment who wants to test tools build the right environment for themselves very quickly and then get right to the business of testing the tools. So what you're gonna see is that Yuri has the ability, Yuri is the, the guy who helped build this and is now clicking for us. He has the ability to select an instance type and this is where he's dictating how much power, how large of an environment does he need to conduct his test? And you can actually see below, we have some description of what those base environments are. Yuri has selected a large environment and now he can go ahead and start that interest. Uh, but so this instantiation, which he's going to uh, open up here in a second, is really personalized. So you have the ability in your own instantiation to start work, stop work. You can share with whoever you wanna share but this is not public, it is yours and only you have access to your decision management desktop unless you have otherwise published some of your work. So Yuri, if you would please open it up. And this is uh, spinning right up here, so we'll, we'll actually log into the, the specific DMD instance that Yuri has opened here. And the first thing you should see is that this comes out of the box with a number of tools. So we've really thought through uh, some of the use cases we would expect you guys to want to test against, but we're also very open to adding additional tools for additional use cases. And that's one of the beauties, uh, uh, beauty of DMD, is that when you have something that this doesn't support, if there's a tool available to do it, we can bring it in. Uh, the tools you, you'll see here have a strong focus on open source. Uh, in the AI ML space, open source really is, that is the lead, that is the future. That so everything here is either an open source tool explicitly uh, or it is an extension of an existing open source tool. And we've broken up a number of these tools here so you can get a, a sort of categorization of what we have. So the first grouping of tools are really about ETL and you can see Yuri's cursor going over that. So he's opening up uh, an Agility workbench here, I believe, uh, that's uh, for Redshift. Uh, that's so, uh, and I, I can see here we're getting some questions can additional tops be added to lab? So theoretically, yeah, we can, we can add whatever you need into the lab, uh, we're, we're willing to support that. You'll also see that we have a, a SQL workbench here, the S3 browser, so I'm, I'm assuming everybody's familiar with uh, S3 on, on Amazon, and we're using NiFi for ETL. So Ellery, I think, talked about something really important and that was uh, gaining access to, to public data. So th this is something that we at Acuity are experts in, we've, we've done this frequently in our, our government work, for GSA, and this is something that Enable It and specifically DMD supports. So we can use these ETL tools to pull in either those public data sources like FPDS um, uh, or, or some of the other public SAM data, things along those nature, or if you have specific data that you want to test against, we can support that here. And what Yuri's opening is actually a schema uh, for the, the import 
of tools um, that so or import of data and, and you can see how you can customize these ETL processes to suit whatever the specific ends of your use case and, and because we have multiple here and this is a lab you can test out what suits your use case best so if you're if you would please go back into the the primary section here of DMD the, the next category of tools we have are really around ML and AI that's so for those of you who are familiar, uh, NIME is a really wonderful tool. And uh, I think Yuri can open that for us. And what he's opened here is actually a churn prediction model. So NIME is very user-friendly, very, uh, very open source focused. And we could do cool things here. So if you wanted to test a churn model against how likely are my employees to retire or how likely am I to gain or lose customers? Churn models and things of that nature are really wonderful. And, and NIME supports a number of different use cases. This is just one that we, we had conveniently set up. But you can get a sense for the type of thing that we were hoping uh, folks test in the lab. So if, if we actually go back to the, the main DMD page here, uh, you can get a sense for some of the other tools. Uh, you'll see that we have Jupyter Notebooks. I see that, that we're getting questions on those. Uh, and, and the Jupyter Notebooks are, are really helpful for a number of reasons uh, around Anaconda Python. Uh, and I see people querying on that and, and you can get a sense for what we have there. Um, and, and we won't click into every tool, but we'll, we'll kind of give you just a top line sense of what we've, we've baked in initially. As we go back to the, the uh, DMD desktop, uh, you'll see that uh, we've also included AWS SageMaker. Uh, I'm betting most of you, if not all of you, are familiar with that, but, but that is the AWS, uh, you know, basically component for their data science and, and artificial intelligence uh, work. And, and you have the ability to access uh, essentially all of, their, all of their available tools here. And again, our, our goal is to make sure that so from a vendor agnostic perspective, you can test what you want to test. You can play with what you want to play with. Next, we'll go to Databricks. So if you're not familiar with Databricks, this is a really cutting edge tools. Uh, th this group of folks who started Databricks are the, are the folks that uh, are the main contributor to Apache Spark. And Databricks is an extension of, of Apache Spark. So this is a really, really powerful tool uh, to, to build AI and ML and then to do some of those visualizations on the back of that. Uh, so again, it's just another example. Of, we want to allow you to test whatever it is, the state of the, state of the art in the market. Uh, we'll go back to the DMD uh, major desktop here, and then we'll give you uh, two other categories of things we've, we've put in here. So you'll see the uh, Anaconda and, and Notepad here, that, so you're gonna wanna create commands around a number of these tools. Uh, here you can see the Anaconda na Navigator, which again includes another subset uh, of options here that are available uh, as you want to test some things. And then finally, we have visualization tools. And I'm assuming most of these will be very familiar to you. Tableau is like the biggest company in the world right now. MicroStrategy is huge in our area uh, and AWS. And of course, you can see we have Red Hat OpenShift to boot. So there's a, there's a slew of different things available for you here. Um, I think what we'll do is, is we'll one, run through one more piece of this and then we'll, we'll come back because I see there's a bunch of questions here. and We want to make sure we get to those. Uh, and then if I'm not the right guy to answer them, we have, we have other folks on the line who are. So uh, one of the things that Ellery brought up and we knew was really important, and I think really important government-wide, uh, is NLP. So NLP, I think, is something that can be helpful for uh, rulemaking, e-rulemaking, uh, going through large data sets of unstructured 
content that you that you want to uh, basically make that corpus into a more structured uh, environment. So we're actually going to show you how you might do that in the lab. So Yuri, if you would uh, start us off. Uh, so what Yuri's done here is he's navigated to an S3 bucket and he's identified Amazon reviews. Now I realize that we don't have product reviews. Maybe, maybe we should start doing product reviews, uh, uh, but we don't have product reviews uh, typically as government, but we do do things like e-rulemaking. And this is a pretty close facsimile to that. That's so uh, Yuri's gonna go ahead and, and open that data up. And now we're gonna execute some commands against that. And uh, we won't have you read every command here, but I'll give you the gist for what we've done. So the first thing is we have run an NLP, so a natural language process uh, entity detection analysis software using AWS Comprehend. And you do entity detection uh, really around structuring an unstructured corpus of material. And this is really good. So if you want to identify the who's and the what's uh, of an unstructured data set, you can do that. The next thing this, this line of commands does is it actually uploads those results to S3 because we need to make those results available to our other tools. The third thing is we've used AWS Glue Crawler to create a data catalog. That's so we want everything to be uh, very easy to use and we want to prepare that data to be used with AWS Athena. And then finally, we're going to use AWS Athena to connect what we've created with a series of visualization tools. And this is, I think, a really important uh, portion of this is that we're gonna show you two different visualization tools. So if you really wanted to compare uh, two folks in the market, you can, you can see it two ways. So what you're looking at now is the actual results of the NLP analysis. Now I will tell you, we, we did this before we started today. It took eight minutes to go through this data and we didn't think you guys wanted to sit in silence for eight minutes. Uh, so hopefully you'll take for granted that uh, we've we've actually gone through this on your behalf. But you can see here we've actually done the entity analysis. And on the right side of the, of the of the bottom portion of the screen, you can see that we've created some categories around what we found. And you can also see we've identified uh, some of those entities. And some of those are names, and these are largely around book reviews. So you'll notice the scarlet letter and and some things of that nature, authors' names. But, but again, that's, so this is all automated and when we're thinking of what you guys are doing uh, around NLP, I, I definitely think some reviews of FAR rules and things like that might be, uh, might be something you might try with this. So now that we've, we've actually created these entities, uh, Yuri's gonna go on to the next step here. And this is where we've connected these entities, uh, in this case, uh, to Tableau and then we've projected those. So you can get a sense here, here's my, my desktop Tableau, and I can see what those look like in a chart, and you can get some sense of what you have here. Now, because this is a lab, you might be pretty confident on your use case, but you might not be pretty confident on what tools you want to use for that use case. So here we're gonna run the same thing, but in a very different way. That's so, uh, I believe Yuri is gonna now open some of our AWS tools. Um, and here we go, I think he's found it. So uh, through QuickSight, which is an AWS Amazon tool, uh, we can connect it to a data set. And of course, we're gonna connect to the data set that we created uh, through, our, through our NLP commands. Uh, and you'll see here there are a variety of other tool sets that you have the potential to access here. Uh, he's gonna click Athena because that was our, our mechanism of distributing the data. He'll select our, our data set here, named it my test very conveniently. 
And then now we're going to generate that data source. And again, we're going to try and replicate what, what Tableau did, but we're going to try and do that through a different tool to see maybe we like the Amazon tool set better. I can see Yuri's selecting how he wants those entities to show up. So I think we'll run through this here. And now we'll go to visualization. And I will notice that you, if you, if you notice on the bottom there, as he just clicked that, he went right to visualize. But this is where the integration between these tools becomes really important because maybe what you wanted to do was augment that data um, with SageMaker. And that was another option that we could have executed using this particular tool set using QuickSight. So being that this is a lab, right, you're, you may not be sure of, of what flavor you want, but you want to have options. And that's what we've tried really hard to provide you. Uh, but so now we've got the data in here. Yuri, could you show us a couple of visualizations and see what we can what we can snap to, or is it are we still loading in here a little bit? I think we may we may still be loading in here. We're subject to uh, I think Yuri's Yuri's home internet. So okay, I think I think he's got it now. And uh, let's see if we can create a, another visualization here. There we go. Got our hundred percent complete. And Yuri's dragging and dropping uh, the entities into the fields here. And you can see, again, not exactly the same. It's a different tool, but we've generated largely the same type of thing that we generated uh, with Tableau Desktop. And this is how we really view the lab in use. You have a use case. You know there are tools in the field that you might want to use. You don't know what those fields are. But so you want to do some market research. You want to run an example. Uh, you want to see how these things act in, in real life. And, and hopefully that's what we've been able to provide you here. The final thing, and I see Yuri's got it hovered there. He's probably trying to remind me to say this, is that you can publish these results. Uh, that's so if in your DMD, your, your decision uh, desktop, you, you've decided, hey, I really like the output of what we've done here. I need to share that with my peers. This facilitates that as well. So important to keep in mind, everything you do in your DMD is yours and, and nobody else can, can jump in it and, and, and get to it. But insofar as you want to share, we support that capability as well. Uh, I'm, I'm being reminded to, to mention that we do allow for the creation of libraries and artifacts here. So there is the ability to, to sort of retain the work you've done and then to share that where appropriate. So, I see we have a whole bunch of questions on the bottom here. Uh, I will see if we can uh, read through. I don't know if they're, they're all questions or not, but uh, Tom, I'm not, Tom, I'm not sure how you want us to deal with these, but uh, we can either open it up verbally or I can try and read, read through some of these uh, yeah. as well. Your, your call. Yeah, I, I think uh, maybe whoever addressed it, you can, they can go live. Um, you know, that'd be great. I think we can have more of a discussion that way. Yeah, so um, if you guys have a question, you can unmute yourself. Um, I can go ahead and just start calling out the ones uh, by order. Um, AC Ray, did you want to ask a question? AC Ray. Don't be shy out there. <laughs> All right, maybe we'll just jump to Kathleen Walsh then. Sure, hi, this is Kathleen Walsh. I'm a managing partner and principal analyst with Cognolytica. We, uh, you know, I had a question about who's the primary user for this? The primary user, and I think this is, this is uh, 
partly why this is an open lab concept and uh, in design that I think I accidentally said GSA lab. It really is an ATARC lab. And, you know, with ATARC being uh, comprised of, of academia, um, industry, as well as government, um, just kind of looking at the way that, that uh, all, you know, the, the whole community can basically collaborate to kind of facilitate uh, the different acquisition areas and, and just to kind of leave it open so that uh, everyone has uh, ownership of this. Yeah, Kathleen, that's a great question. I mean, it's, it's really great. The thing about being ATARC is we're nonprofits, so we can bring, freely bring government industry and academia together. We don't have to, you know, not as much bureaucracy. So the idea is what Ellery is trying to do here is, okay, let's start off with this problem. So he outlines the problem and then it's industry, government, people, we're kind of putting together the people, the players that we need to have to try to solve this as a use case. And then once it gets solved, you know, that's going to be up to GSA to, you know, you know, put an RFP out and, and uh, let's go do this at an industrial level. This is just for market research. This is to prove a concept. This isn't like, you know, we're replacing Booz Allen or something. It's nothing like that at all. It's the farthest thing from that. So we're trying to show that it, something can be done. And then uh, if GSA decides, okay, that's a great idea. Let's go do an RFP and do that later. That has nothing to do with ATAR. We're purely market research. Okay. Also, so, yeah, go ahead. So I guess anybody from ATARC can go in and use, use this. And then I guess, you know, what specific role or background would be most beneficial to use this? Are you looking at data scientists? Are you looking at procurement folks? Just anybody across the board? I, I, I kind of see that collaboration because with, with a lot of your artificial intelligence endeavors, you need SMEs. You need people that are, you know, boots on the ground, know how things are done, uh, but you also need technologists as well to, to kind of collaborate and, and work together. So I, I really do see this as a, a uh, everybody roll up your sleeves, all hands on deck, let's all get together and collaborate type effort. All right, thank you. Um, Edward Savage, did you have a question? Yeah, I think my question actually kind of got answered, but um, so I'm a principal at Privatar Data Privacy Solutions. So what we do is is, is really enable the use of um, raw data or raw de-identified data. We de-identify de that data for use for, you know, analytic use streams so that you're not exposing yourself to additional risk by putting raw data out in the hands of, of people that, that want to run, you know, machine learning or analytics on it. So my question really was around, is there an ability to add additional tool sets like Privatar to, to the lab? Oh, that's, yeah, that's kind of the point. That's why I liked, uh, I think that's a great question. I think that's why we love working with these acuity folks because they're ready for anything. They're not like, oh, we're locked into this technology. Oh, we're locked into that technology. You know, if you can, if you think your company, you know, can help, then yeah, we can talk to you and see see what we can do. Terrific. Along those lines, then, Tom or or, or Ellery, what is is the best way to, I guess, introduce our technology to the lab and, and get it 
put into this lab environment? Just go through Kirsten. Right now, Kirsten is our um, a working group chair, and she'll direct you to the resources inside of ATARC. Um, she'll get you directed where you need to go to get that process started. Perfect, thank you. Thank you. Um, Ken Wilkins, do you have a question? Yeah, well, I had one answered already with, um, see that our studio is part of the Anaconda, so that's great. In terms of the back end of this lab, is there, like, I don't know if something as large as BERT could be, which can't fit in one GPU, is something that you could expect to use, or is that, would you use more compact representations? Um, just to kind of go beyond, like, the extensibility of how many other open source tools you could bring in. So I'll take that one. So we take every technology uh, as it goes, particularly if there's a use case around it. So if uh, somebody in the, in the community says, hey, we need to test something, we are going to work to support that. So I believe in concept, we could, we could achieve what you're looking to achieve there. But typically, if it's going to extend outside the bounds of what the current lab environment is, right, we're going to look for, for somebody to say, raise their hand and say, yeah, I have a use case where I need to test that. That's so, and I think that's the case with most of these technologies. We are completely open to anybody who wants to play ball, that's the point. Uh, but where it means we have to make extensions, we're gonna look for somebody to say, yeah, I really need to test that before we just go off and do it. Yeah, that's understandable. But the, yeah, it's, it's driven by the government. The Thank you. Go ahead, Tom, sorry. No, you're gonna say what I was gonna say. It's driven by the use case and the government. Uh, I, don't wanna, I don't want like a build it and they'll come thing. I, I think it's more of like, let's work off use cases. If we don't have a use case, I don't wanna, you know, waste these folks time understood thank you very much for piloting this this is fantastic okay dr malia west would you like to ask a question yeah i was wondering uh what, what how you can you use data lakes and stuff because i look you say you use aws um are you using their data lake type stuff their tools So I think, uh, Constantine, if you, if you want to speak up about the specific tools that we've baked in here, you're probably the best guy to answer that. Yes, basically, we are definitely open to different uh, data lakes. Uh, we are focusing right now on AWS uh, and all their flavors. Is that why you can see on our desktop also uh, different tools provided by AWS to access it. A uh, majority of tools that we are using for AI, ML analytics, uh, they are integratable with uh, AWS or Azure versions of uh, data lakes. If uh, agency has a specific data lake built uh, on-prem, this is something that we will need to take a look. I cannot give you a completely broad statement, but so far we are, in, uh, we are definitely in compliance with majority of uh, data lakes existing on the market. Okay. All right, thank you. Uh, Michael Collins, you had a question about Databricks? Yeah, um, I was just curious. I saw that you, you demoed Databricks for a minute and um, you know, Databricks is sort of a, a two-phased, you know, sort of two-edged thing. You know, there's, on the one hand, you know, they sort of have their high-performance Spark implementation for you know, sort of data lake type situations, right? But then they also do, you know, sort of highly distributed machine learning. And I'm wondering if you're doing one or the other of those or you're doing both. Uh, sort of what is the the use of, of Databricks uh, within the, the, the platform? 
So I, I will answer that in general, and then I'll, I'll kind of get Constantine if he has a specific follow-on for it. But so just in, in general, what we have here, all of the tools have been provided blank, right? For, for the most part, these are the desktop-based tools. That's not completely true, right? Because certainly in the Amazon, we're connecting back to some of the Amazon uh, microservices and their, their environments. But if there's a use case to do one or the other, we're, we're, our aim is to support it. Uh, Constantine, for, for what we currently have loaded, can you give some details around that? Yes, absolutely. First of all, I would like to mention that today we demoed uh, the desktop uh, side of our platform, but all these tools that you see, like for instance, uh, Tableau MicroStrategy, they are connected to backends, which we have server side of our platform. It depends what also agency is using from a licensing point of view, we can uh, definitely support that. We were partnering with many different providers and have it in our lab. When it comes specific to Databricks, we can offer actually both. And it depends on specific interest, of specific community. Uh, and also if uh, agency has a specific license and want us to utilize these licenses for agency users, we will be happy to do it, but like overall our relations with Databricks allow us to do uh, and actually to enable any products that uh, Databricks offers. Okay, thank you. Um, Ruben Caswin. Hi there, um, thanks. Um, question, if someone is happy with what they're building, they've used certain tools, happy with what they built, how do they migrate it from the lab into a real-time production environment, real-time decision-making environment? Or is it basically they're happy and then they go through this GSA process? I'm, I'm not aware of that. No, we're, we're kind of looking at, at uh, like Tom was, was saying before, uh, some type of uh, proof of concept uh, or some type of a pilot um, and, and the, the actual application, the integration of you know, whatever we come up with um, uh, to the real world really will be based upon, you know, what we come up with and then, you know, how we kind of see that uh, transitioning to, to an oper operational environment. Um, I've, I've done acquisition for many, many years and we've got quite a few other folks um, that are part of this team as well that um, will, will really try to examine that tool, you know, how it's used, where it should be applied, um, and then based upon what we actually come up with, you know, then kind of look at that approach. Uh, see Tom, just uh, come back on. Yeah, I, 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 I could agree more. I mean, this is just the proof of concept. Hey, I fully expect agencies, I want them to like this lab concept because I think at the end of the day, agencies should have their own lab. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think we're the lab before the lab. I, I've talked to, I was talking to somebody a, a couple of years ago on the Navy Canes network. Now, Navy Canes is disconnected state. It's very difficult to get an application on there. They just need to, government needs to have the place to even like, do I even want to go down this road with the vendor? You know, they want to see, they want to kick the tires and, and, and see if that's even uh, worth it. And then they should go to their own agency labs. You know, I think we can save a lot of time before they go into their labs and, and they and, and, and not to push um, acuity, but they should have something like acuity in each of their agencies too. But I still think we save a lot of time because we bring all the government together. We're all looking at this problem as one rather than just a specific agency. So, you know, hopefully what out of this pilot, it's not gonna just be for GSA. It's gonna be for everybody that handles documents. That now they've got an idea to get move things forward. It's, and, uh, 
you know, it's going to take a lot of work, but at least we got, we're, we're, we started that process. I couldn't agree. Uh, even Tom is, is uh, like you said, it's not just for GSA. Hope, you know, with this being uh, an open collaboration and uh, a tool that, that, and I, I do know that there, there are folks that are part of this group that come from many other different agencies as well. And, and like Tom said, you know, the, the, you know, whatever we come up with as far as a pilot or, or concept will be ported into those agencies. That's our, our, our hope and desire. Yeah, but part of the reason I asked the question is because it, it, it's fantastic to have a lab. But um, by the way, the company I work for is Aerospike, which is, you know, NoSQL database. And the, the, and where we fit in is, you know, high throughput, low latency. So something that works fantastic in the lab may not need to, may not meet the requirements for real time decision making. Um, and so the concern is always a lab is wonderful, but what does it take to, are the tools picked in the lab sufficient for the real-time decision-making? If it's batch type orientation, probably not as much, not as much of an issue, although it can be. So that, that's why I raised that question. Oh, and, and I definitely agree with you. I, I remember uh, an, an application that we actually rolled into uh, the Department of Agriculture at the headquarters level. And I remember, you know, the, we were going to roll it in at midnight, but I remember the tension and the, the uh, everybody was on pins and needles until eight o'clock in the morning. We found out that everything did work out right. So that, that is a, a very valid concern, a very valid question. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, thank you. How about Miriam Chaudhry? Miriam, are you on? Yes, sorry, I had the, the famous issue of not finding the unmute button. <clears throat> so first of all, thank you. And it's a very good session, but I do have um, a question. And since I'm not a technical person, so please forgive me if I'm not going to be talking in uh, the realm of specifics and um, softwares. But for someone who is in the DoD R&D space, and they would like to create um, AI and autonomous um, power, different things, how would we be able to leverage this? Would there be technological experts over there where we can like get their data? Because I know when you're working with DOD, 90% of everything is classified. And um, you'll have to work with um, the corporate sector data before you can actually work. And for example, if you wanna make a virtual patient for, uh, for military uh, training for com tactical combat medics. So, um, like I said, I'm not technical. I just want to understand how I could leverage something like this to create the stuff for uh, the military. I'm not sure if that question came out right, but I can explain. Uh, I think it, I think it did. Um, okay. So it's kind of interesting in a small world thing. Uh, you know, uh, as part of our work groups, we do have the DoD, and and notably the Jake, and uh, it, it's it's a pretty good partnership because GSA you know, uh, is already working with Jake with the Center for Excellence. So we're actually working with the Jake on an AI lab. It's pretty much going to look like this AI and data analytics lab, I, I think. And uh, also we're working with our friends from Amazon for uh, securing this in, in uh, you know, very high rated DOD, whatever's practical. And uh, uh, Acuity is, works with, works with them as well. So we'd like to see, you know, this for being DOD grade too. Um, 
almost right out of the shoot. Like we use Zoom, we use Zoom for government. So as a nonprofit, but I would love to see us in, in the high side of Amazon and uh, we're working with them. And uh, there is a uh, RFI out there that the Jake released uh, that we're working on uh, to provide a, a kind of a lab before the Joint Common Foundation, which is what the Jake's setting up to do this very exact thing we're talking about right now with GSA. That's awesome because um, if there's anything that we can do to help because we are also trying to work with a few um, non-government organizations in order to create an AI and quantum lab after their big quantum U um, reveal, but there's nothing there. And all, both AI and quantum, they need data crunching, which is AI. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and not everything may be working with acuity. You know, we may be working in a data center with um, folks like yourself that have these really super cool chips. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, the lab is just a concept, you know, like right now, um, acuity can, can meet everything that we're talking about on this use case. But if there's some other use case where we have to work with the uh, high performance chip manufacturers, we'll, we'll, we'll go toward that too, you know, if it's going to help the government. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, a SAN Navigation Consulting Partners has a question. I think, I think you already answered it uh, momentarily. It was uh, pretty much saying how you guys are willing to work with a, a lot more people than just the GSA. Oh, yeah. So my question again was, are you working with other government agencies outside of the GSA? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that's what ATARC yeah. does. We bring, we work with everybody. It just so happens to be the chair of this happened to be from GSA and he had a really good idea, yeah. you know, with El yeah. along with Ellery. Yeah. It could be any agency that proposes something to ATARC. It just happened to be GSA. Um, and like I said, it's not gonna be just a, a GSA only use case. It's gonna be really an across government use case. That's so, great. you know, I, I think we're lucky to have Keith and Keith couldn't make it today, but he can bring all the resources to allow us to do this with GSA, you know, so we're talking about real government work that we can, we can take a look at and uh, to have that kind of a sponsor. Uh, but it could have very easily come from any other part of government. And we yeah. were, and, go ahead. Yeah. And, and, and Keith Nagasone, he, he is the acquisition executive in, in charge of many of the, the GSA IT contract vehicles that are leveraged across the government, like uh, EIS, Networks for Telecom, the, the IT schedule, uh, thousands of, of vendors. And um, it, it, to have, you know, and, and he's a visionary. He, he's actually uh, spoken on, on many of these uh, different uh, webinars. So um, to kind of, you know, use, use the platform that we have, um, as well as all of the other uh, agencies that are, that are part of this, this group and we we do open collaboration with all of the agencies uh, within within GSA um, and 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 also externally and in, in working on on different projects. All right, thank you. And then uh, the last question, fifty two RNB. Um, ask whom do we contact to get access to the lab. Um, so you can go ahead and email me if you want to be part of these meetings moving forward. Um, and that was the last thing we were going to discuss. Unless, does anyone have any other questions?
Okay. Well, then the next steps would be probably to set up some sort of regular cadence. Um, Ellery, did you have any ideas about that? Yeah, you know, I think it initially it would be important for us to to, to meet uh, often. I realize we're going into the holiday season. However, um, it, it will be important for us to establish initially a good cadence. Um, and then, you know, as, as time permits, maybe um, meet uh, not as frequently. Um, but, but initially, I think it'll be important for us to kind of really get on, on really good sound footing. Okay, great. Does anyone have any other questions or comments before we go? Oh, I got a question real quick, Kirsten. Um, uh, so does this, would this help with, so a lot of the agencies need the A123, SOC 1, 2, and 3 type of audits. Um, and automation is a big, big part of, I know, financial modeling um, and some of the compliance. Can this help in that, in that, in that phase? It, it, it can definitely. I, I've, I've actually issued uh, quite a few contracts and, and, and um, studies for A123. And that is always an issue, uh, especially when you're dealing with with finance and acquisitions and, and government uh, has to, to meet. And, and like you were saying, a tool like this could actually facilitate um, operating within uh, a lot of the parameters of, of A123. Okay. Okay, anyone else? All right, well, um, Tom or Ellery, did you guys have anything else that you'd like to say before we end the meeting? Ellery gets the final word. I, you know, I, I just want to say how excited I really am to, to see all of us getting together to, to kind of roll up our sleeves and, and dive into this effort. I, I think it's a noble effort because of all of the time and energy that that the academia industry and government spend in this, this acquisition area. So I, I think this is a noble cause and I, I think we're gonna come up with some great tools and, and ideas. All right, well, great. Thank you guys um, for joining us today and hope everyone has a great weekend and happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks, Kirsten. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Hey, Kristen. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.